Hi everyone, I'm Gary Lewis and welcome to the Geo Podcast. And today's episode, I'm going to talk about why I think that trilobites are the king of the fossils. Now, I hope I don't upset all the people out there who think that dinosaurs are the king of the fossils. So hear me out and I'll tell you why I think trilobites should be considered. So let's first talk about what is a trilobite. Well, a trilobite was an animal that first appeared on our planet around 521 million years ago. So that's what geologists call the start of the Cambrian period. When they were first identified and described, it was noticed that they've got three parts in both directions, meaning they've got three parts from their head to their tail, but they've also got three sections if you go from left to right. And that's how they ended up with this name, tri meaning three and lobite meaning lobes. So trilobite means three lobes. But there's not just one type of trilobite, and in fact, over their time range, we can identify at least 20,000 different species. And those species lived in so many different environments, from living on the seafloor to floating around in the plankton zone of the ocean surface. And there's even been a suggestion that some trilobite species may even crawl up onto land. All of these species of trilobites are classified as being arthropods, which puts them in the same family as spiders and horseshoe crabs and lots of insects. So they have the same hard exoskeleton as those animals that we know, and that exoskeleton readily became a fossil. And most probably, they shed their exoskeleton as they grew, so the one animal could actually produce multiple fossils for us to find. During the 150 to 200 million years that the trilobites lived on our planet, many species of trilobites evolved and fairly rapidly. Some of them evolved and only lived for a short period of time, making them an excellent index fossil for us. That means if we find a fossil of that animal in a rock, we can very accurately place that rock in the geologic sequence. The kind of evolutionary changes we see in species of the trilobite over that time were things from changes in size, the largest being 45 centimetres or about 18 inches long, through to just a couple of millimetres long. We had changes in the size of their head section, the size of their tail section, the number of segments in their middle or body section. We had changes in their eye from a complex eye to being completely blind and having no eyes at all. We have animals with no spines through to incredibly spiny ones. The variety in trilobites over that period of time, it's truly amazing. Sadly, there are no living trilobites and in fact, the trilobites became extinct at the end of the Permian period around 252 million years ago when around about 80% of all of the Earth's living things became extinct. But by that stage, the trilobites were already in decline. So while they first appeared in huge numbers and great variety, They really peaked in the Ordovician and the Silurian, and then by the time the Devonian came along about 415 million years ago, 
they started to be on a slow decline with their numbers falling, both in the number of species and the number of animals. So here we have an animal that not only lived for a considerable period of time, but rapidly evolved during that time, lived in all different types of environments and had an exoskeleton that was easy to preserve as a fossil. So that makes trilobites a brilliant fossil for us to use to date and correlate rocks of the lower Paleozoic era. So the Cambrian, Ordovician, Silurian and just into the Devonian. While they might not be as big and ferocious as a T-Rex, in my book, a trilobite has got to be one of the coolest fossils that you can find. So that's my reasoning why I think trilobites are king of the fossils. And that's it for this episode. But if you're looking for some cool trilobite activities, check out the GeoEtc website. That's G-E-O-E-T-C dot com. We actually, in the free teacher section, have a model trilobite that you can print out and build for yourself and in the members section we actually have some trilobite based activities one of them where you can get your students to not only write their own description of what a trilobite looks like but to take somebody else's description and try to draw from their description which is a brilliant scientific skill no matter what field you're in but for now that's it from me but as always keep on rocking